Greetings friends and welcome to the worship service for St David's Uniting Church in Newtown, Geelong on the 27th of March 2022, Lent 4C. The service today is based on Luke chapter 15 verses 1 to 10 and the theme of the service is found. The preacher today is Reverend Will Nicholas and the reader is Jill Thom. reading verses 1 to 10. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering round to hear him, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Anyone guessed what the theme of today's service might be? Yes, it's a, it's, it's a part of the whole thing. <coughs> I'm glad that we've been able to find our way to the theme for today. I wanted to begin today by talking about some rhetoric that we have in our country about lost and found. Um, some um, um, might easily express that this was once a lost country that was found by people from the other side of the world. And we talk in terms of terra nullius and empty spaces and discovery. But I want to acknowledge this morning that this continent on which we live was never lost and it wasn't found um, by the explorers who came across the sea, but there were people who lived here for thousands of years before that time. And so I want to pay my respects to the elders past and present of those people as we gather in on their land, the Wadharong people today. But before we get into that, I just want to set the scene a little bit. At the very beginning of the reading we just heard, we've got a story, we've got a, a scene set where the sinners and tax collectors, so the outsiders, the others, the people who are not normally welcomed, in other parts of the Bible, it says that if uh, your, 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 your brother or sister or friend has, has sinned against you and they won't come to reconciliation, you should teach them, t treat them like a sinner and a tax collector. 
So these words are actually uh, pretty powerful words in Luke's gospel um, to talk about others, outsiders, you know, those unseemly people that we wouldn't want to be seen with. Jesus has gathered with them. But there are some others there. There's no real information about what this place was like. Was it someone's house? Was it someone's garden? Were they in a park? Were they in a street? Were they in a cafe? We don't know exactly where they were, but they were gathered. And somewhere nearby, close enough to listen carefully, were the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. Can you imagine, just for a moment, we'll colour in the edges with our imagination a bit, that perhaps the word had got out that Jesus was meeting with these people. And so they turned up to see what he might say to, that, to such people. I could imagine Jesus glancing across and seeing the Pharisees and tax collectors who had come to listen in on his conversation with the, sorry, the Pharisees and teachers of the law who'd come to listen to his conversation with the sinners and tax collectors. Now, I've said before, but I'll, I'll just reiterate it, tax collector um, is, is, uh, is the big dun, dun, dun word in this because um, it was synonymous with collaborator. There was somebody who had sold out to the invading empire, collecting taxes not for the nation of Israel, but for the nation or the empire of Rome. The taxes were sent off to Rome to support the entire e empire, and very rarely were any fruits seen in the local area. And so a tax collector was seen as someone who had sold out, uh, a betrayer, a traitor to the cause. So Jesus is with these people and he chooses to tell these three stories. We got two of them today and I'll get to the third one in a moment. I'm fairly certain that many of you um, who may have heard this before will be able to guess what the third story is and even many who have not been around churches for a long time will have heard the story um, that is the third one that we didn't talk about today we didn't have in our reading today he tells these stories and found now we get sucked into what's called eisegesis with this so there's two ways of looking at a passage of scripture. There's exegesis, which is where we actually make every effort to try and look at the passage of scripture and try and take into account all of the different contexts without allowing our personal bias and our personal perspective to intrude or overwhelm the story. That's not easy to do because we are who we are and we stand where we stand and that affects what we see. But the practice of exegesis is to try and take ourselves um, or, our, or, or our initial or original reaction out of the picture. Now, eisegesis is where we actually allow our biases to completely overwhelm the story and we re-see it through the lens of our individual position. So these two factors are actually at play whenever we're reading anything, really, but particularly in the scripture. And one of the things that intrudes into this one, often, is that lost things are bad and that found things have been rescued by someone who is better. Let me give you an example in the story of the lost sheep. The bad little sheep wanders away from the rest of the flock and the good shepherd goes and finds that lost sheep. 
Now, I don't know about you, but as a parent, um, there have been many occasions where I have lost my children. Um, and it's not a pleasant experience. You have to go and search the place you are and find them. And I'm not going to embarrass my children by telling any of those stories today. But, but suffice it to say, there have been many, many times, and, and many parents would share this too, that, that you've just for a moment glanced away or been engrossed in a conversation and suddenly, where is my child? And that feeling is the worst, is such a, a horrible feeling to have lost your child. And often we might think to ourselves, well, it's, it's bad children who actually wander away. But it's also not so good parents who actually lose sight of their children. And so we often talk about this as the story of the lost sheep and we place upon it this idea that there was something deviant or wrong or bad about the sheep that has gone off to have this adventure. The lost sheep, like my children, may not have even realised they were lost until somebody came and found them. And we've all probably had experiences where someone was looking for us and we didn't even know that they were looking for us. Off having an adventure and an exciting time. Could this story also be called the parable of the terrible shepherd who has actually taken all of the other sheep home and left one out in the middle of nowhere? Likewise, it would be utterly ridiculous of us to actually blame the coin for getting lost from the collection. The coin didn't wander off, it's an inanimate object. There's no point being angry at the coin or disappointed in the coin for not being part of the rest of the collection. Somehow it's become separated from the rest of the, the other nine coins. No, the emphasis in these stories is not about deviance or badness of the lost thing, it's about celebration of the reconnection, of the rejoining. It's about the, the, the feeling of loss that is actually experienced when someone is separated from us or something is separated from us and the great feeling of joy and celebration that occurs when restoration, when reconciliation occurs. I think it's part of our human nature to want to justify ourselves by actually making the other look bad and so there's something really powerful about Jesus telling this story to the sinners and tax collectors about the joy of what it would mean for them to be found in the presence of those who consider themselves to be found by God. There's something really powerful about the, those, those three groups of people, Jesus telling the story, the, the lost who, are, who he's telling the story to, and the found who are listening in. And especially when we come to the last story, the story of the prodigal son. The prodigal son. I read a really interesting paper a few years ago by a theologian, who was exploring the, the bounds of this passage. We've all heard this story, we've probably seen it acted out, we've heard it played out in music, that this story is about this young person who actually says to their father or their parent, um, I'm not going to wait for you to die, uh, I want my inheritance now, I'm heading off to the far country to make my own life, and um, I, 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 I'm, I'm demanding that you actually give that to me. And the father relents. 
it's easy for us already, as we're telling this story, to begin to paint the picture. Who's the goody and who's the baddie? Who's the, the, the one who's, who's struggling and who's the one who's, who's taking um, liberties and things that they don't necessarily deserve? But the weight of that in that story, I think, is coming from our own eisegesis. This lecturer, this, uh, lecturer in theology who wrote this paper um, suggested that in many ways Jesus is a prodigal son. And if we read Philippians 2, we hear the story of Jesus who leaves heaven, leaves a place of inheritance, a place of safety, a place of comfort to come to the far country, which is earth, where he is surrounded by people who want to take advantage of him and use his power and control his destiny. He finds himself at the end of the story, a story we're approaching now with Easter, friendless, betrayed, alone, naked, abused, and executed. He returns. He returns to the heavenly realm and is embraced by the Father, a Father who has lost his Son to death. A creator, a parent figure, However we understand this God in this position, we certainly know that the relationship between God the Creator and God the Saviour or Redeemer is one of love, one of care. And so the prodigal son's story can apply to Jesus. Now applying it to Jesus in this way means that we have to do some serious shifting in our eisegesis. We have to actually begin to say, well, surely we can't be suggesting that Jesus was disobedient, was deviant, um, was going against what God wanted. And yet what we see here is uh, a similar journey and Jesus telling the story. What happens to us if we imagine that the lost are not all broken? What happens to us if we begin to look at people who uh, are, are having struggles in society, not as, as perpetrators or victims of things that are taking place, but as people, people on a journey in the same way that we are? How does it change the way we encounter those who are lost and those who are found? It has some striking implications for us as a church. Many of the people who have disconnected from the church over the years, um, who I've spoken to in recent times in, in the area around us here in Geelong, would suggest that this is a place for found people. And given that they have lost their connection, there is no place for them here. I'm not saying that that's true, but it's a feeling that they have generated. And there are aspects of who we are as a community that reinforce this feeling. The way we speak, the way we dress, the way power and dynamics are handled. Even the way we conduct our services of worship like we do this morning is not a conversation. It's not an opportunity for exploration. It's an opportunity for me to tell you what I think. Many people these days who have disconnected from the church are actually looking for a place where they can seek 
and ask their questions. They're more at home at a Bible study or a conversation group or a walking group in a less formal environment where the possibilities of being able to ask a question that might seem silly or naive or uncertain won't be met with silence or worse, ridicule. There is no part of our service at this point in time, although we're working on trying to make that happen, where there is dialogue, where there is opportunity for us to engage. So as we encounter the lost and the found today, as we explore what it means to to find ourselves both as lost and found, as we explore the possibilities that our saviour understands what it means to be lost and in a far country surrounded by hostile people, it helps us to remove this judgment when we talk about the lost sheep when we talk about the prodigal son and instead be ready to be people who understand our own lostness without fear of judgment and understand our own foundness in reconciliation and hope. Let us pray. Loving God, we give you thanks and praise for the ways in which you seek us and for the ways in which you call us to follow you to be those who seek the lonely, the lost and the afraid. Help us to be people who are ready to make the changes of location, position, perspective and reality to be able to embrace the lost. Help us to be ready to let go of the things that we hold so dearly that may cause a sense of othering or lostness in others. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today for our service of worship. The organist today was Brad Trelaw, and we're looking forward to seeing you again next week for the services at Newtown Uniting Church in Geelong. If you'd like more information about services in the Geelong region for the Uniting Church, then please get in contact with us at newtownuniting.org and send us a message.